Welcome to the Playing the Game podcast with your hosts, Brock White and Cody Ransom. This podcast is the place for all things baseball, hunting, and entrepreneurship. These two guys have put in the work and have the stories and advice to back it up. Brock is a longtime business owner, and Cody played pro ball for over 18 years. Driven deep to left field. There it goes. See ya. A long home run for Cody Ransom. The one thing that brings these two guys together is hunting. Babe Ruth said it best. Never allow the fear of striking out to keep you from playing the game. This is the Playing the Game podcast, presented by Rolly White RV. Hey everyone, welcome to uh, Playing the Game, episode number three. Uh, today we have with us Brad White, uh, co-owner of Rally White RV, um, along with last week's guest and podcaster, Brock White. Uh, no relation, correct? There isn't. Okay. And that's what's funny so, about it. Pretty funny. But yep. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Happy to be here. Thanks for honored really super cool glad you guys are doing this well we figured the uh no better person for our first actual guest than yeah. uh than you and and uh look forward to learning a little bit about your background your life and and how you kind of got to where you are now um sounds like a pretty good cool story from what i know uh you and i met uh, a couple weeks ago up yeah. at the TAC event uh, the archery challenge up in utah and had some good times and yeah Launching projectiles and stuff, and <laughs> and uh, and we had a good time. Um, you got anything? Well, I'm just uh, when we started a podcast, I am I've been wanting to do a podcast for a long time. So, but I've always had like guests in my head about who I wanted to have on, and it's always been like no brainer. Like my brother, homie Brad's gonna be numero uno on my podcast. Whatever, whenever it started, just because I feel like he's one of my original OGs with me from the beginning. Me and him have gone through so much together: growth, failure, family stuff. I mean, we have kids that are same age, best friends. Our wives are best friends, and. It was just a. I'm just super excited to have Brad on. It's awesome, man. Yeah, I'm super grateful. So it's cool. Well, cool. Why don't you get us uh, get us caught up on kind of who you are and where you're from and like where you grew up and uh, kind of how you guys got together, I guess. Yeah. So I grew up in Mesa. I've been here my whole life. Um, I'll. I don't really know where to start, but I'll fast forward to where I met Brock, and that all kind of, we can kind of go forward backwards from that point. So I met my wife, who at the time, obviously, when I met her, was my girlfriend. She and Brock's wife and Brock were um, really good friends, and Brock and her actually grew up together. So um, from that point... Brock had owned a, a car lot in Mesa, and I started working with him. Really started selling cars with him, and that kind of evolved into trailers and going into 
different things, but that's how I met him. So okay. we can kind of start there. And um, so raised in Mesa, went to school Mesa High, graduated in two thousand. Doing fairly good in life for my age, you know, in, in kind of the direction I was going. Um, so with that, for myself, I was a partier. So I like to have a good time. I like to, you know, let loose. Mm-hmm. And so I, in high school, partied, got out of high school, um, doing really good for my age. And I had a dirt bike accident where I broke my shoulder and they had prescribed me some opiates basically. Mm-hmm. And I never took them. I just kind of <coughs> thought, well, like that's not for me, you know, like, and later met up with a friend. He's like, Oh, you like, you start talking about opiates. Back then, it was like, oh, that's new to us. You know, like, that's new. I'm like, yeah. oh, a whole thing of those. Like, I never used them. And so we took them. I was like, oh, man, these are amazing. And kind of got hooked. Not kind of. Got hooked <laughs> on those. Face, face and, uh, yeah, so that that transition from, like, prescription drug to... <coughs> Oxycontin to just really doing opiates in general mm-hmm. really bad. And so from there, that led into a really expensive habit. And from there, I got into other things and ultimately into meth. And pretty much at that point, ruined my entire life. Um, and it, it was wasn't that the remote it was my choices right like i did those things that mm-hmm. was me that made those decisions but i went from a 21 year old kid who owned a home had a harley did all these things but i did them all wrong they were all wrong like i financed everything i just it was like yeah you're partying i can do that yeah, yeah, let's right. do that but like i had all these things but i just always worked <laughs> i could never enjoy them yeah so I was just like enjoying drugs and that's kind of what became my life. And so at that point I lost everything, you know, it, it was, it was just like, well, and I just kept down that road, down that road to a point where I realized, man, like I may have gone too far. I always had this feeling inside, like, uh, you know, like, I'm all right. Like I can, I can figure this out, you know? And there was this moment where I guess if you want to call it the scared moment or the moment where I was like, well, I I went too far. I really took this too far. I don't know if I can come back from this. Like this is the real, this is, this is a problem. Hmm. And so at that moment, I realized I really didn't care if I died. It's kind of like, well, I'm going to. And I don't mean that out of like, it could have been a number of things. Mm-hmm. I wasn't obviously taking care of my health. That was number one. So 
Arizona dehydration. Yeah. Um, whatever it may have been. At the wrong place at the wrong time. Hanging around the wrong people. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So how, so, were, how old were you around that time? Roughly <clears throat> 24, 25. Three or four years. Yeah, somewhere in there. Okay. So how long did it take you to lose it all? It took a little bit, right? Because I, I was making good money where I could kind of cover it up, and there was like, you know, I didn't really need anybody, and then it like kind of started getting worse and worse and worse, and then it started bleeding through, right? Mm-hmm. And then when I got into meth, it just physically changed me. It's like, no, dude. Like, at some point, I was like 120 pounds, and it's like, huh. <laughs> something wrong with that Something's guy going away. <laughs> yeah. so I would say I pro- it was probably a good five years of like just from start to like just total devastation you know wow um, yeah so there was a point where I realized you know I don't really care if I die like that would probably be better at this point not that I look for it or wish for it, but it's like, it's coming. Like, I could feel it, you know. And So you mean, like, physically you could feel yourself? Just like physically feel myself that this was probably was the wrong. end. Like, this is the end. Well, was like wow. probably in a really dark place, too, huh? Yeah, it wasn't even a mental. It wasn't really like a, like, man, I just, I would rather die than do this. It was more like... I'm just not all there, and I'm not firing on all cylinders, and I'm not hanging around really good people, and I'm not healthy. And I could just kind of feel real deep inside, like, yeah, this, I may have taken this too far. Like, <laughs> I, I kind of lost that, like, I can pull out of this part, right. you know. Yeah. At that point... And at this point, I lost everything. You know, I lost, I had a home, lost home, lost car, all of it, you know. And motorcycles to me is really my life. That's, that's my passion. Yeah. And I just kind of lost every, lost it all. It was just, I had nothing really. And then going down that path. Well, I was sitting in a, a really sleazy hotel with, my drug dealer who I convinced that he needed me in his life to help him with whatever chores or like just just whatever. He's an older guy, like he's in a wheelchair. I'm like, I hey, don't do it. Like, I just do whatever because I need drugs and you need somebody to help you. Like, mm-hmm. and so I'm there with him and his drug dealer is there and then this other lady and they're all and I at the time I'm in my mid twenties maybe. Maybe, yeah, right in that ballpark. Okay. And they're all 50-plus years old. So I'm, like, looking around the room, like, <laughs> I I didn't see my life going this direction. Like, I was doing really good. I've always been a good kid. Like, I've always been, it's just, wow, how'd this happen? And I'm going to be, and I start thinking about the timeline, and I'm like, well, this has probably been, a couple of years I've been doing this, and it feels like I started yesterday, you know, and I'm just crazy. 
started looking around the room. I'm like, well, I'm going to be, I'm going to be 50. I'm going to be this guy. Mm-hmm. And I've never done anything. This is not, this is not what I have planned for my life. <laughs> and so I kind of like looked at it. I'm like, hey, man, it was my turn to do the drugs. You know, and I'm like, I, th- I think I'm done. And they're like, kind of like, done <laughs> today? Like, done now? Like, I'm done. And I had, like, a backpack is, like, all I own, you know? So I'm like, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to leave. And I was kind of like, where are you? They know I, where are you going. You have nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just not going to be here. And just left. And I went and sat in a park for... Probably that whole day. And then I got a hold of my dad who, he had always been like, hey, you should go to this place. You know, it's like this halfway house, you know. And, and at this point, my parents really didn't want anything to do with me. I got a hold of my dad and I said, hey, listen, uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to this place you want me to go to. If you'll take me there, I'll go. And it was a halfway house in Mesa and... So he's like, okay, well, that's the only place I'm taking you. I'm not not doing this again, you know. Mm-hmm. You're, you've screwed me too many times. So, okay, well. so he came and got me, dropped me off. I was there for about a week, and the place there, um, the the this they had a house manager. <coughs> NAS manager was using drugs. He's locking himself in a room and, and using drugs, you know. And it's like, well, okay. So he got fired or whatever, and they brought in a new guy. And the new guy was like, hey, I'm going to clean up the house. And at this point, I'm kind of like, yeah, let's do that. I'll help you clean it, you know. Like, had Christmas lights on the outside, and it's like September, you know. So I'm like, I'll <laughs> Real I'll, early, huh? I'll do the outside stuff, you know? Like, I can mow <laughs> yards. I can... I'll take their Christmas lights down and, like, something in his head just kind of... What? Do you, what? Like, what? Like, I'll take down the lights. He's like, no, no. Do you even know the meaning of Christmas? Like, he started getting like... <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> For sure. I think I do. <laughs> it's September. I'm, I'm going to take them down. I'll put them back up, but, like... <laughs> and... uh he, uh, something snapped and he wanted to fight. And <laughs> about Christmas lights. About Christmas lights. Like, he's ready. It's in a good place. Like, he's kind of, he's like up there doing his news. I'm the new manager and doing his speech. And, and all of a sudden he's in like full fight stance. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm 100% not fighting you. Like, I'm in so much trouble, dude. Like, <laughs> this is the last thing I need. Right. So I leave. I call my dad, and I'm like, hey, man. And, he, of course, he thinks I'm just being a shithead, right? Like, mm-hmm. he's So he's like, eh, whatever. Like, So I stay in a park again another night, you know? So I'm like, huh. So I find this other place down the street. At the time, like I said, I'm in my mid-20s, and you have to be 30. And I don't know how much detail you guys want. Just, here we go. But <laughs> it'll start escalating quickly. So... <laughs> At this point, I'm in my mid-20s, and I go this, I find this place, and it was ran pretty well. 
And the guy, you had to be 30 years old and you had to have a job. And the guy's like, dude, you're, you're in your mid-20s, you don't have a job. <laughs> yeah. So I, I made a deal with that guy that day. I said, hey, listen, I'll go, I will have a job today if you let me stay here. Don't worry about me being 30. Like, if I can find a job today, you let me stay here. Like, yeah, I'm a druggie. So he's like, yeah, okay, sure. Well, I went out, I found a job, came back. Hey, I have a job. He's like, eh. like no, I have a job. I'm gonna do it. And so I, so I stayed there, and he let me stay. And so, I'm 20, and I'm in this room where there's like, it's it's the very first room you get to go in, and there's so they're always getting people in and out of jail that are coming in there, right? So, I'm staying there, going to work every day, just paying work, pay, work, pay, work, pay, like, and. Through that, my parents realized, oh, hey, you look like you're doing, they'd come take me to dinner or whatever, like, or we'd go out to eat, or, and I'd tell them what I've, you know, I've been working, and, you know, blah, blah, and they kind of see that. Well, with that being a new room and new guys coming in all the time, the first thing that they want to do is get high, right? So, like, every week I'm dealing with a new guy that wants to get high, and he's like, hey, let's go get high, like, and in this place, being 25, I'm the most responsible person in there. <laughs> so they always get like, hey, man, you got some money. Like, let's go. I'm like, well, I don't have some money. I have, like, enough to get a burger. Like, <laughs> like I can eat. I can eat, which at that point is, like, great. Good, yeah. So it was constantly that, you know. And it's only a matter of time before I was just like, <laughs> yeah, let's go get high. And so I called my mom, like, hey, listen, like, can I move in with you guys? Like, it's only a matter of time before I'm going to fall here. Like, everybody here wants to do drugs. It's crazy. Like, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. And so my mom, she talked to my dad, blah, blah, blah. Moved in with them. Stayed there for, you know, it was a, it was a while. So at that point, I moved in with them, went to work every day. Came home every day and just really got my life on track there. At that point, I met my wife, Bridget, and we started hanging out. And that's when I met Brock. And that's where my life really changed. Like, I've always, before I did drugs, I owned a business. I was young and, and did that. And I just have always had the desire to do that. That's, that's what I want to do. And so, at that point, dating Bridget, met Brock. Brock has his own business. That's awesome. Like, start talking to him. And I'm, at the time, I'm doing the job that I had when I told the guy, I'm going to have a good job. So, I'm doing that. And I'm tearing tile out of people's houses at night that, for a tile company that would come in the next day and lay tile. So, did that for three years, and then me, Brock, he's selling cars. I'm like, this is awesome. So we start working together, and I stopped doing the tile thing and eventually stopped doing my job altogether, and we're working full-time together. And at that point, we started renting trailers. So Brock had a trailer 
that he owned and he had another trailer and we I started renting those trailers out and that's really where me and him started I would say our first business together at that point would be I mean we did the car thing which was his primary business but for me cars just I'm a horrible mechanic I'm a horrible like all of those things it just I really didn't see that working out for me and the trailer thing really I started doing a rental thing and we started doing that and then we were working with another guy Tyler and that's where Rolly White started and I moved over there with them and I was still doing rentals and working with them and that's where things really for me started clicking and I started realizing like this is this is really what I want to do and so at that point I just put everything I had into it I dropped everything I was doing and 100% focused on what is Rolly White today and that's started at selling trailers servicing trailers all the above, you know, everything doing with toy haulers. <coughs> and so that's where it all started for me. And that's where and me and Brock have just done everything together, as we mentioned kind of at the beginning, yeah. just through having kids together, having personal problems together, having business problems, having... And on top of that, really great things happen in our lives, yeah. right? Yeah. And sharing those moments and having all those awesome things too. Everything's been awesome. The bad's been awesome. Like, right. just been super cool. So for me, like, my outlook on life is just, at this point, everything's a bonus to me. It's like, awesome. So every day I wake up, I'm like, this is freaking awesome. Like, What? I used to live yeah. in a room with three three other dudes wanting to get high every day. <laughs> it's pretty or the park. Right? <laughs> yeah. Hundred percent. Right. Yeah. And so and nights where I just feared for my lot, like, well, this might not pan out tonight. Like and so like here I am, like yeah. I have a beautiful wife, beautiful kids, like and that's just the beginning. Right. You know, that's just I've lived out so many of my dreams that I never thought might be might happen, and every and now I'm at a point where I'm. I realize like all my goals have been set for forty, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be forty next year. And I'm like, I need to start setting some new goals. Cause yeah, you gotta reset. Here them. I am, yeah. and we've met them all. Like, and that's not necessarily me. That's the people I surround myself with, mm-hmm. and just everybody all working together in the whole. Just the whole thing, you know, and it's it's just super cool, man. Hmm. And so every day I'm just so thankful and so so grateful that like I just wanna see now how far can I go? How far can we go? How far can we take this? Yeah. You know? And so I've always used this term of like, hey man, we're not even scratching the surface. Like and I just feel like now we're just barely starting to find, like, 
in the last year or two, like I really feel comfortable with myself. I really feel comfortable with what we're doing and just I feel like we're starting to scratch it and now we know where we want to go, you know. And so it's just been awesome. So That's a, it's a pretty incredible story. I mean, you walked out of a hotel room one day and just never again. Like yeah. that, you know what I'm saying? Like that's just you don't hear about that too often and then being able to kind of restart and and uh it's pretty special. I mean, I, you know, the I'm looking around, we're sitting in your house right now. I mean, beautiful place, family like you said. I mean, it's yeah, pretty it's lucky. Blessed. Yeah. Like it's yeah. And and kind of how we started when I was saying like I'm not sure why that all happened to me and and someday I'm going to know why I'm going to have, you know, to pay it forward for sure. Mm -hmm. And that lessons, you know, you learn through life and I'm sure all everybody here can agree. You look back at like why you went through this or why you did that. And, Mm -hmm. and it's panned out every time. This is the only thing that's happened in my life that hasn't come full circle in what I'm going to do with that experience. You know, it's, it's made myself motivated. Mm-hmm. It's made me, it's made my life, it's made me look at life totally different. But I feel like there's, there's a bigger lesson there. Mm-hmm. And I just haven't found that yet. Kind of a and, purpose or, or right. I think, I mean, things tend to, to in my experience kind of come around when they need to or when they should you know mm-hmm. instead of trying to push to get you know to find what that's supposed to be yep. when it's time it's time and it'll it'll uh you know yep. in my experience anyway it comes about when it's supposed to versus when i want it to you know or when i think it should um and that's happened often where you push and push and it's like why isn't this happening why can't i figure and then you just yeah don't and then all of a sudden it's like okay there it is, you know. Um, but man, that's that's a pretty incredible story. Like it's, I, you know, we met, talked quite a bit. Didn't know all that stuff, but it's it's uh, it's pretty inspiring, really. I mean, pretty cool. I appreciate yeah. it. It's uh, yeah, it's it's just been cool, you know. Yeah. It's just been a good, it's been a good run. Good. That's that's how yeah. it should be. Definitely how it should be. How many times do you think that you're like, I'm done? Or you wanted to quit? Back then? Yeah. You know, I don't know that I ever had the desire to because and it's going to be a f- roll back into the whole motorcycle thing. Of, I remember I went to my parents' house one time and they sat me down and it was kind of an intervention moment where... My mom was like, hey, listen, like, we we found this place. We want you to go there and, you know, we want you to get off drugs. I'm like, well, you know what you guys should do? Let's buy me a dirt bike. <laughs> 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 and they were like, you're, you're an idiot. Like, no, that's like, not No, it. like, really, I need, like. I need an outlet. I don't mm-hmm. have one. I can't afford, like, 
you bought me a dirt bike, I think I would probably get clean. <laughs> and they were like, "Nice, I like the move. Yeah, it's a like, good try, man. You're an idiot. I'm like, well, I'm not going to go to a place. And let me tell you why. Like, I'm not ready. And you're going to send me to a place where, like, I don't know, there's 20, 30 people there who are all used to like, You're going, I'm going to be that guy that goes, is the new guy. I'd be like, who wants to get high? Let's go. <laughs> I'm going to find somebody. <laughs> One of those people will say, okay, I had a bad day. That somebody in there, so you're going to meet 30 more friends that want to do drugs. Like, I'm out. No, thanks. I'm yeah. not ready. See you later. Let me know you want to buy a dirt bike. <laughs> Nobody ever wanted to buy me Never a dirt happened. Bike. Never. <laughs> it's okay. Because it feels better now that I bought my own. But you had a couple of them now, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> but it really is the same. It's the thing that keeps me sane. It's my passion. It's my outlet. When I get out, I forget sometimes. I start writing. I'm like, and things just start clicking. You know, you're hitting a corner. You're hitting, and it's just like, just everything just shuts off. It's over. Mm. And you're just boom, 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 left, right, left, boom, boom. And it's, that for me, it's the same with mountain biking. You know, I, I'm not a great mountain biker, but I really enjoy it, and it's that same feeling. It's the, and I, I'm an early person. You know, I wake up early, and I love the sun coming up. I love the smell of the desert. I love it's just the whole thing, and when I'm doing it, everything else goes away, and it's like, this is. This is what keeps me going. This is what this is my my drug. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's the two wheels and that's it, you know. Yeah. And that's what's grounded me from the beginning. Like when I got clean, the first thing I bought was a dirt bike. When I could afford more than a cheeseburger. Cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> then I got a steak. Yeah, yeah. Then I got a dirt bike. So like the first thing I was legitimately renting a room at my brother's house and I owned a dirt bike (laughs) (laughs) priorities yeah like can I keep this in your garage (laughs) can you park on the street a chain tied it up to a pole really that's what's kept me kept me grounded so and I've had one ever since and I always will and I've made it a goal to always provide one for my son and to enjoy it yeah, yeah, he does. It's awesome. Yeah, we go riding together. We do mountain bike. We, and that's really a time where I can spend a lot of good quality time mm-hmm. with them. And we get into situations that are we got to figure out. You know, like yeah. me and Brock and Wes and Carter, we all went out riding and we decided let's go this way. And it was horrible thorns and <laughs> it was just it was a mess but without tires <laughs> that's what made it great like at the end of the day it was like that was cool we got through it we got in trouble like we're done everybody's had like good those kids will always remember you know like mm-hmm. might not take that path again no, <laughs> we're, we're we're yeah so but just really good experiences i've had with them where we're one-on-one and we're we're doing that together you know so yeah. It's it's really important to me. So I heard a quote a long time ago, and I want to get your thoughts on it, which is 
A man without a passion is a dangerous man. It is. And it's like idle hands, right? Yeah. Like when you got nothing to do, it's like, that's, for me, and I don't know if dirt bikes provides that adrenaline rush or that, that edge of like, there's moments where. Danger a little bit, right? There's danger yeah. in it. There's, I get hurt, you know, like. There's that moment of weightlessness. Their heart drops. Mm-hmm. And you're like, hmm, that was <laughs> that, one. <laughs> that was gonna hurt. That was gonna be bad. And <laughs> it all kind of tied. Like you got a pat. You got something to do, right? Like yeah. when you have something to do, that bad stuff doesn't have time to enter your life, right? So I, I know for myself, it. like after retiring, you know, playing. As long as I like 18 years, you know, I got done and I didn't know what to do. You know, it was like I had to find something. And, like, when you jump into something 100% into it, you know, you, it's like not halfway. I Personally, I've talked to a lot of former athletes or people who retired from whatever they're doing or moved on. Like, it, you have to find something new you're passionate about. I mean, for, for us or for me, I had to train – for that for 18 years you know and then getting done I, there was like no direction really it was just kind of like you didn't I, plan for it well i i planned on retiring i just didn't know like really what to do after yeah like because stuff went a different direction for me like i yeah. didn't plan on doing the youth thing or coaching kids like i never wanted to do that i just wanted to watch and be a dad and like just enjoy it really into golf really into like some other stuff i was like I'm going to retire. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to, you know, try and get my, uh, like, try out, for, like, golf tours, like, smaller tours or whatever. And I did, passion changed. Like, I just didn't want to do that when I got done. And uh, then the youth thing came about. I, like, got a real big reward from that, like, kids and getting better and working with passing things along. And then, uh, like, so that evolves all the time, right? Like, I and mean, then archery came around and, like, so now I just want to shoot every day. <laughs> Coaching, you know, all the, like, I never wanted to coach. I just didn't feel like that was me. But, like, the reward I get from it is is probably more so than ever, ever than playing. That's awesome. Yes, but you need, I think everybody needs a, a passion or a direction. Yeah, like, that quote's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Sometimes you have too many passions. <laughs> uh, do you know somebody like that? So, yeah. You do? Uh, Passions and hobbies, right? <laughs> so, like, the whole archery thing, that's, that's like, a – it's super fun, but I'm, like, dude, I have, like – Too many. I can't even do the hobbies that I love. And so, like – but it's been fun because I've been able to do it on the – like, we've gone to that the last two years. Mm-hmm. And so, I enjoy it. I'm horrible. As you saw, you know, we went out, like – but – It's fun. It the whole that whole camaraderie is fun, right? Like right. Just yeah. good people. Everybody's solid. Yeah. Everybody's good. Like we wake up, we we're getting on the lip, we're going, and we do that whole hike, and mm-hmm. we shoot that whole thing. Like it's great. to me, it just totally doesn't. Like I'm just like <laughs> good, bad, or indifferent. I don't think it might. Like it was. I just have more fun being around everybody. Yeah. Like, I think it's more fun when an like, arrow hits a tree than target. <laughs> 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 And as long as it's not your own. Like, yeah. just <laughs> enjoy the camaraderie of it. Yeah. And so, I'm cool with being the, I don't know what you'd call it. 
Well, what's cool Annual is that hobbyist. <laughs> it's fun because you. What's cool is, I for me, I take it really serious, and so sometimes that sucks the fun out of it. But for you, I can see how much like I see the joy in your face. And, like, yeah. how much fun you're having, it's pretty cool. Like, shoot, smile. Yeah. It's oh. a good time. Instead of, like, like if I miss or oh. I'm, like, I miss. What, yeah. the, what did I do wrong? Come on. Dude. I'm, like, dude, I smashed that rock. That? <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. I think we, so we, for the listeners out there, Brad got his new bow from John Dudley. Super dope. And... Like, hey, Brad, do we need to walk through some steps with you, you know, give you a little, you know, a little reminder. He's like, I'm not an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's not the thing. (laughs) (laughs) It was a dry fire thing. They're like, don't dry. I'm like, "Uh, jeez. I'm not going to dry fire it. (laughs) Not an idiot. Not an idiot. (laughs) Yeah. But I... Retracted that real quick. <laughs> Maybe I'm not you an idiot what, about that. What's great is archery has a really easy way to humble everybody. Yep. Like, I was feeling pretty, like, cloud nine when I was hitting that elk at 100 yards. And then I shot the course, and then I realized I sucked. <laughs> like, <laughs> back to the drawing So I board. can't stand still and see to the same target 20 times <laughs> yeah. and figure out what's going on. Yeah. But, um, it like, archery is, like... I've met some really, really great people in a really short amount of time. And, yeah. and like, I feel like every one of them is just like a genuine, of, yeah. the, of the group that we've, that I've been introduced to in this last six months or whatever. It's real genuine, like, people. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no agenda. There's no, like, it's just good, good people. And it's like something I think that I was missing with the group I was hanging out with. Um, not that they were, you know, bad or, or not good people. It just wasn't, I didn't feel the return of, you understand what I'm saying? Like there, yeah. there just wasn't like a, just run clicking. I well, I mean, good friends still, but I just yeah. don't feel like the, the energy or the, like the genuineness is, is yeah. what I get in this community. Yeah. Yeah. I felt that same way. I was up there and talking to a guy who runs an outfit who's actually a, a customer of ours, and I was kind of explaining that the same thing to him. Like, I'm listen. Like, this is this is a totally Brock's thing. Like, I'm I'm just here, but like, I gotta tell you, I'm so I'm just enjoying myself. Like, mm-hmm. I haven't met a bad person here. Like, everybody's super cool. Like, yeah. just a great time. Like, all out I'm there to have fun, enjoying right? it. Like, I'm. Over here drinking coffee all day, <laughs> going up the hill. Like, what you mean you're like, going to give me this much caffeine yeah. for free so and let me go do yeah. whatever I want? All this caffeine, I get to go up this hill, and when you get to the top, like, you look out and you're like, what? Look at this view. We look just climbed 3,000 like, feet, and then oh, we got to hike down this thing. How beautiful is this? Yeah. Oh, it's just pretty. like we're launching arrows. Like, Oh, we're launching them, too. Okay. Yeah. You get down, you get double cheeseburger, and then you go... <laughs> go hang out in the trailer for yeah, a while, like, take a nap. Is this work? You, <laughs> mean, you mean I could sit on no, this beanbag hey, thing on, in the hey. AC and take yeah, a nap yeah. in the middle of the day? Just quiet, everybody. Oh, we're not allowed to do Like, that. listen, 
there's other, you know, there's employees and wives listening to this, so <laughs> like we worked really hard. My wife was there. there. <laughs> <laughs> My wife would agree. It was, it was hard work. I, I mean, it was such hard work. It I mean, was people really hard work. Passing out in the trailer, sleeping. That's what I meant passing out, not <laughs> napping. Yeah. Oh, uh, hey, let's think. I give them something to strive for. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's, it's the five mile hike. There. It's a five mile hike, three thousand foot descent. Yeah, it's hard work. So I want to talk a little bit about. Sorry, switching subjects here. Um, about Brad's Baja trip last year and. Yeah. Maybe describe what the Baja is and how difficult it is. Like, what would you compare it to? Well, I'm really long-winded, so how far back do you want to go? <laughs> well, like, what would you compare the Baja I would just com- to? So, I don't I don't really know what to compare it like to. Like a marathon? Really, yeah, or, I guess. Like, it's just... To me, it's, like, maybe even a it's touch harder than a marathon. Have, yeah, well, I don't necessarily know that, but... It's something that you have to have a mindset for, right? Like, you have to prepare. You have to eat right, sleep right, train right, and and go do it. Like, so, I think it's equivalent to all those things, you know? Yeah. Marathon or just anything that you're setting a goal for in your life to go and accomplish and do. So it it's definitely a challenge. It's definitely a you know you watch videos, you watch different things about Baja and it's it's not for everybody and not everybody <laughs> does it, you know. So I make that one. like it's just it it's super cool and recently I read Brock made a post about um so I got into Baja through my dad. So he he would go down there and he built engines for several different com- companies that raced or people that raced down there. And we'd go down there and as a kid, so they were there and they were interested in the cars. And I, this brings me back to the two wheels. I would always watch the dirt bike guys and I'm like, I'm going to do this someday. And I'm at that time eight to 10. 13 somewhere in that age range and so like i'm gonna do this someday i'm gonna do this and i wasn't 38 till i did it but we did it and it was the whole thing it was a whole it was a year a year of training getting ready preparing going and doing and and we had a goal to finish. That's it. We just want to finish. Like, can we finish? And we finished in 13 hours, 13, just under 13 hours. And ended up in second place. And just wow. super awesome. Like, we were so stoked. And just a really great experience for not only myself, but just everybody involved and in what it, what it took to to accomplish that and just super cool. So you say we finished in second. Who what's yeah, that? so there's there it's a whole team, right? So mm-hmm. three riders, so me, Clay, who works with us, and a really good friend of ours, Mike, who we had to twist his arm to even do it, but he did it and he's a 
he's just a rock star. So then that's just that's just the guys riding, right? Mm-hmm. And then we have a guy who lives down there who helped us with all of our navigation and just just kind of how to do it. He's been doing it for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And then my dad came and his friend and Brock and Tyler and it's just a whole it was a whole team. We all stayed in the same house. We all did the same things every day and we just hammered it out. That's and awesome. it takes everybody. Yeah. You know, it takes everybody getting everybody everywhere and just doing it and it's super cool. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah, the my favorite I have a couple of pictures from that, but like I have one of Clay and Mike and you and it was uh it was a really inspiring trip for me. Like really brought tears to my eyes, like seeing you and your dad be there together and seeing that all come together and it's just a really it's the same thing down there, like you get a really good vibe down there too, you know. You do. Yeah. I think anytime you're doing something like that, it's hard not to. It like going to the archery thing, that's just the all the energy there and all the it's hard not to get caught up in it, right? It's it's the same thing. It's just it's man stuff, right? Yeah. Horsepower. And take the dirt bikes out of it. You're talking about like million dollar trucks and right. just craziness. Like, but yeah, it's crazy, man. Like you have a million dollar truck and on flying right above them's a million dollar helicopter. <laughs> Make sure he's doing the right thing. And yeah. Oh, it's it's uh it's pretty intense. I think the only like I think the best way to describe a trophy truck is an F eighteen <laughs> on the dirt. Oh with wheels. On the dirt. And is the there cr- is there a pause button? Sure. I don't know. Never hit one. Go ahead. Tired of going different places to get all you want? Looking for a program that offers everything? Are you interested in training, nutrition, baseball, softball, after-school youth programs, hunting, or charity work? One Performance is an all-inclusive program that offers training, advising, instruction, and opportunity for everyone, from the beginner to the professional. With a staff compiled of some of the best in their fields, impressive backgrounds, and an unmatched passion for teaching and giving back, One Performance is the first of its kind in Arizona. With the connections and background we have in the baseball community on a local and national level, from T-ball to the major leagues, One Performance offers teams known as Arizona National BPA, opportunity for instruction, gameplay, and development in every aspect of the game, both physically and mentally. The staff at One Performance Training are some of the finest in their respective fields. They strive to educate, motivate, and assist every athlete in maximizing their abilities. Whether you're looking for an opportunity for a young athlete or a seasoned professional to surround themselves with like-minded coaches, mentors, and athletes, One Performance is the family you're looking for. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Ready for an escape? Ready for an adventure? Do you want to camp, hunt, hit the dunes, or just relax on the beach? Rolly White RV is the number one toy hauler dealer in Arizona for the past five years running. 
With a no-pressure culture and no dealer fees, they guarantee you a great price and a great experience as you purchase your very own toy hauler or travel trailer. Rolly White is family-owned and operated and has now expanded to five locations, including Mesa, West Phoenix, North Phoenix, Flagstaff, and Idaho Falls, Idaho. Whether you're looking for a toy hauler or travel trailer, fifth wheel or bumper pole, Rolly White can get you what you're looking for. They carry all the big names, including Genesis Supreme, Vortex, Attitude, Wolfpack, Raptor, Forest River, and the newly released Wanderer by Genesis. We all want to beat the heat or just escape the craziness and get outdoors. Let Rolly White help you get there by visiting any of our locations or checking us out on Facebook, Instagram, and online at rollywhite.com. Maybe we can talk about is um, we've had some really fun times at Rolly White. And uh, I don't know if, I think one of my favorite times at Rolly White was uh, we bought these we thought it would be a good idea to sell dirt bikes. <laughs> really? Yeah. And so, like, we couldn't get any name brands like Honda, all the good stuff. What do we get? The Chinese stuff that nobody wants. <laughs> and then you have to build them. So, like, we're, we work on trailers all day, and then we're building them. And then we decide, hey, we got to make sure they run, right? Yeah. Then we start racing them. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we had to have some. I like, can't sell something you don't own. So, so then we like. bought, and then we've taken some for ourselves. Yeah. And then, yeah, then I, I specifically remember Tyler racing around. We had like a dirt track somehow. Yeah, we built the track at the lot. So we were racing <laughs> at the lot. We'd race two at a time and <laughs> and race around. This goes back trials. to working really hard. Yes. So, okay, all right. Yeah. Tyler drives his knee into one of the <laughs> So he comes around. We're racing, and I'm, like, on the inside, and he's on the outside, and bam, he hits a trailer with his leg, like the tongue. God. <laughs> and knocks it off. It was on a block. Knocks it off the block, and I'm like, oh. Listen, I've, I've been in enough accidents to know, like, hit 100%. His leg is, like, snapped. And there, there is no way. He's okay. So I loop back around. I'm like, I don't even want to look at it. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's going to be bad. Totally fine. Tore his jeans. That's it? Yeah. I have no idea why. I, like, it doesn't matter if it broke or not. He wouldn't go to the doctor. Yeah. Like, he'd be snapped yeah. enough. He'd wrap ace bandage. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. yeah Dude, why you stop racing? I'm ready to go again. Blasted that thing. So, yeah, we've had some. Rules set in place from our shenanigans, right? Yeah, we don't do that anymore. So people come in and are like, oh, we'll start walking the lot. And I'm like, you guys need a golf cart. I'm like, yeah, we had one. <laughs> <laughs> However, we had this racetrack set up. Yeah, so we started raising that thing. <laughs> we started raising that. And, you know, same thing. People are hitting stuff or yeah. there's customers on your drive. just blown by. I was like, hey, you yeah. Come on, that's a customer. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, we're just better off with not having one here. I think that'd be a fun place to shop, though. <laughs> oh, so yeah. A little more entertaining. We yeah. were shopping for forklifts, and yeah. we had these two guys, like, the forklift salesmen are way worse than any 
salesman on earth. And they're just like, they're both there at the lot trying to sell us a forklift. We're like, you know what? You guys could leave them here for a couple of days so we could test them. We could test them out. You know, then we'll make our decision. They're like, okay. So we're like, okay, you guys leave. Let us have the forklifts. And then we had like the forklift games. Yeah. We we're like, how much could we lift with it? <laughs> we we're race drag racing down the main road outside <laughs> like, of like Main eight. Street. Yeah. We had like, yeah, so we're seeing which one was yeah. faster. Not that that has anything. We need speed, right? Which one's faster? You got to get it done fast. We're picking up the other forklift with the forklift. Yeah. <laughs> which one, which gonna one tip can lift over? the most? Yeah. <laughs> and we were seeing which one had the best braking. We oh. just go as fast as we can, slam the brakes. That one worked good. Oh, good braking. <laughs> yeah. Was, which braking is important because let me tell you oh. why. We oh. bought, so before we were able to buy a new forklift, we had a really really bad one before that we used the truck but when we got the really bad one part of the maze slots on a hill and brock's pulling a trailer out and this thing is a single wheel it's narrow and it starts teetering yep like it's he jumps out i'm, I'm done dude i'm out all right dude it's hooked to a trailer and he and i'm spot and i'm watching him and i'm like dude and so, like, in my head, I'm like, hit the brakes and stop. He jumps out. And I'm like, come out. Oh, shit. I got to move. Ooh, and got <laughs> this it. little thing's going down. Yeah, dude. It's like Did you go jump in it? No, luckily, the whole thing, it just stopped. Uh, I was like, oh, my gosh. We're it's lucky, just, dude. Just we're so lucky. Teetering. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I freaked out. I jumped out. I was so, like, Bill, eject. <laughs> this forklift was horrible. It wouldn't start. It barely worked. Like, That's I remember funny. we were like. Moving it, and I was telling uh, Brock's brother, who worked with us, I was like, man, you know, it sucks is someday we're going to have a brand new forklift, and we're just never going to be able to drive it. Like, <laughs> somebody, you know, somebody else will be using it, and now we have, you know, whatever it is, four new forklifts, and, yeah, don't ever get to use them. Yeah. We have, to, we have that old old one that we, we all used, you know, mm. but... That was a, the forklift games were a lot of fun. I think maybe the scariest moment in really white was when Tyler thought it was a good idea to make dry ice bombs. And one, as he's making them, a police car drives up to, and we're like, oh, dude, they totally called the cops on us. And. The police officer's like, hey, I'm just here to look at trailers. They're like, oh, yeah. yeah. Come on. Let's look at trailers. <laughs> Good news is cops love toilers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you guys like to throw dry spawns in dumpsters, or is that just us? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know what those are, but I'm in. I don't know why. Where we? What were we blowing up? Like, just throwing them in the trash can, I think. Yeah, they just just doing them in bottles and just, yeah. you know, working really hard. Just oh, who I don't even know who bought the dry. Like, that's, there's a lot of steps it was there. Definitely a Tyler thing. That's yeah, Tyler. So speaking of Tyler, I went to so Tyler. I have his motorhome out from and he's this weekend. I went to his house to pick it up, and so I'm like, I go inside, I go in his kitchen, and he has a picture of like his sandrail, <laughs> and. 
kids in the kitchen, you know, and I'm like, that's pretty awesome. Like, so I don't really think much about it. I'm like, that's cool. We walk into the next room and there's like a picture of this car that he used to have. And it's like on the, like, I don't know if it's a piano. I don't, I'm not sure, but I was like, that's cool. And as we're walking out the front door, there's like, Definitely no. He has like a pool table. This new room, you know, like, like all the the all living room. I'm like, when do you pull? Do you always have a pool table? He's like, no. He's like, but I'm gonna remodel the kitchen. So like where the living room is, I'm gonna move all this stuff in there. So just have like a kitchen and just fun. I'm like <laughs> fun. It's awesome. So we're walking. I'm like, it's just a party here, huh? He's like. Always. <laughs> like, I think, I think awesome. Tyler needs to be on so here to like, defend yeah. himself. Well, Ty- no, he, he just he likes to have a good time. It's so awesome. Tyler's like, single. Yep. Uh, so yep. backstory, Tyler's single. So there's no so he like, can woman hang, in his life. He can, so he can do whatever he wants. Pictures of sand cars in his kitchen. He's like, you know what? I love this sand car. It's a great picture. I want to see it every morning as I'm eating my – because you know he's eating like Fruit Loops or something for yeah. breakfast. Yeah, it's awesome. But that guy, like, he's lost so much weight, and he's like, he's just a rail. Like, it's pretty cool. Yeah, he's probably awesome. he's not eating Fruit Loops. He's probably eating bananas. No, he's doing good. It's awesome. It's good to see him. Yeah, he's he's living the life we all <laughs> wish we were living. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. <laughs> he's like, what did he tell you? You're going to San Diego, and he's like, man. Uh, so fourth or fourth of July, we were going to. He has a boat down in the bay over there. <laughs> That he stays stays at, and uh, <laughs> which, by the way, we bought for him in San Diego. He had the buyer come to our yep. condo, yep, and we had to do the transaction that he was he he bought a boat sight unseen, yep, mm. so, so he could have a place in San Diego. Goes pretty well to party in. So okay. uh, he's like, hey, um, so I it's Fourth of July, which is on Saturday this year. So I was leaving Sunday. Sunday through, like, Thursday down there. And he was there, like, Thursday to Sunday. He's like, oh, man, it would really be cool if you come down earlier, you know? I'm like, definitely would be. You realize it would be easier for you to stay longer? Like, you're retired. <laughs> you have a boat. <laughs> you have a place? Yeah. But then I'd be late to my next vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Ah. <laughs> Sorry, I have yeah. another vacation plan. Okay. Cool. Uh, it's not on a boat. Good so for you. Tyler's nickname was Wreck It Rolly. Yep. We oh, had really? a we had a chalkboard and we had marks for every time he crashed something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was up in the twenty range at the end of the year. Yeah. He ended up my favorite accident of all time with Tyler Rollies, and there's a lot to choose from. Was when he was, he had a that Dodge six speed manual. He's coming back from Mex- He's coming back from a vacation. That sounds weird, right? But he has his whole family in his truck, no seatbelts. Nothing's going on. The cop pulls him over, and he's like, "Hey, registration, like whatever." He doesn't have anything. <laughs> Nothing. And then on top of it, as he's looking for it. He's leaning over to grab in the, you know, and he lets his foot off the brake. And 
rolls right into the cop car. <laughs> and somehow he managed to not get a ticket for nothing. For any of it. None of it. He hit the I car. Figure this guy out. Yeah. Wreck it Rolly. So he's the Rolly part of Rolly White. Yeah, he's the yeah, he's a he's an OG. Out there. Yeah. Some really bummer stuff happened and he had to take an early retirement and but he's still part of us for sure. You know, that's why we kept Rolly because to be honest, like it was his idea to I knew about the trailers, me and Brad had been running them for quite a while. I'd been running them for a long time. Then when Brad came to my life, I'm like, um, he was running them with me. And Tyler said, hey, why don't we sell these things? And I'm like, sure, why not? Back Another one of the shirts, huh? Back to the, like, yeah. it's never the right time. Yeah, it's always, the, always right time. the right time. You want to sell something? I'm in. He's always in. Everything's for sale. Um, yeah. Some side notes about Brad. One thing, I re- there's a lot of things I remember about him, but I remember specifically him coming in and talking with me. And I remember the day that he says, hey, man, I just need to make 500 bucks a week. Like, and I was like, okay. And I said, let's figure it out. And so I remember, I re- I, to this day, I remember me and him making a goal of what he had to do to do that. And... I'll never forget, and to this day, like, he would come ask me my advice. Like, hey, how do I sell this? And I would tell him what I would do. And the funny story about that is a lot of people would come to me and ask me, hey, how do I sell this? And I will tell them, hey, what I would do would be do this, this, and that. And they would do none of it. And then they wouldn't sell it. And then they come back a month later. I haven't sold this. We're like, well, do this, this, and that. And then they won't do it because it's hard work. And they don't have good results. Brad, on the other hand, he was very, he wanted to learn. And he would come ask me. And I would say, well, if it was me, I'd do this. And he would do that. And he would sell it, like, immediately. And I'm not saying, like, my what I do is like the perfect way, but Brad was so eager to learn and just, he was absorbing everything and he was very rare. I had very, it's probably the only person that kind of respected me to the point that he did everything and he crushed it and he crushed it because he works hard. He's diligent. He's honest he returns phone calls, like all those little things that I would tell people and that we learned, me and him learned together that, you know, now I look at him as an equal. I always looked at him as an equal, never looked as, never thought of him as an employee. He just rose up and, you know, when the opportunity came to for him to become a partner, it was just, it wasn't, I'd worked with them forever as a no-brainer. And for all those listening out there, <laughs> if you go ask somebody for advice, maybe you should do that. <laughs> if you go to them and ask them. If they've done it right. Yeah, right. Like, You'd be surprised how many people ask and don't well, do it. <laughs> it's funny now to see people be like, 
Gosh, I should sell trailers. Looks so, like, yeah, yeah, go, <laughs> go do it. it. Doesn't look easy to me. Well, and so it's like, <laughs> looks fun. Know, it's like, at this point, you know, we we make it the best that we can, right? It's still work. It's still it's still mm-hmm. every day and stuff, and and we get those little retreats like the tack and mm-hmm. some different things, but from the you know, somebody else perspective who's not there every day, it's like, oh, it's easy. I should have sold trailers. Like, yeah. Come on over. And we still tell, like, I still tell you, like, because they'll have, like, outside customers or vendors or whatever, like, oh, I'm going to start my own dealer. Like, Go ahead. Do it. Like, I'm not like, yeah. oh, don't do that. I'm worried about, like, <laughs> go for it. Go do it. Yeah. You're going to compete against us. 100% do it. Like, yeah. Good luck. Are you going to stick your hand up a poop tank at 12 at night on Saturday when somebody's stuck and it's not working? I am. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. I'll tell you I'm not. But I'm going to do it. <laughs> right? Like, so it's it's just that. Like, it's just doing whatever it takes and making sure that you do the right thing. And, and that's what makes everything work, you know? Mm-hmm. So. I think a lot of people look at you, they look at me, and they just see the outcome, yeah. per se. Like, they don't see, like... Well, they don't see that. Hey, right I there. need to make 500 bucks. I lived at my brother's house, and like, right. I literally just, I need 500 bucks. Like, that's going to make me, and, like, yeah, let's do that, and then let's build off of that. Like, and so... And I... And that's... What you know, I just had a conversation with all the guys at work the other day, and it's because we do a lot of different things, you know, like we want to do like the trigger mounts, and we want to do insurance jobs, and we want we want to do a bunch of different things, and sometimes we get ahead of ourselves, mm-hmm. and it's boiling it back down to the foundation, right? It's that's why I had to sit down and say, Hey, listen, like. Let's, we need, we have a bunch of great ideas and we're just kind of like, we're not really doing anything great in terms of those things. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's <coughs> come back down to, let's build a foundation here. Let's start. We got to start before we can finish, right? Like, so we need to, let's do this and this, knowing that someday we can get to that because mm-hmm. we've, we've already done that in some capacity, but not fully so let's start here when we start here then we can every day etch away at that next thing you know we'll be here you know we'll be there now we have a goal let's set a foundation let's build on a foundation and that's been my biggest thing since i've got off drugs is building a solid foundation because Mm -hmm. i lost everything and because it was so difficult (coughs) to get back to a certain point that the foundation for me in everything whether it's my family my friendships my everything starts with a really strong foundation mm-hmm. and that's how I build you know and it's slow and we have people come all the time like you need to be doing more and I'm like you're going to be very we're going to have a really long relationship and it's going to go really slow but at the end of it it's going to be awesome and like if you're not willing to get through that like 
then this probably isn't meant to be. And so some have worked out and some haven't, you know. And so for me, it's foundation. I like that's, that a lot. That's where I build everything on it. It has to be a solid foundation. If it's not built on on that, it's just not going to go. Yeah. You know, we got to start there. That's awesome. That and then, you know, when you guys were talking about the the team and building all that stuff, I mean, I think that's, that's our, our youth program. We jumped from, like, two teams to seven teams to 14 teams, and we weren't ready. You know, and I knew we weren't ready, but everybody wanted to come play. And I'm like, you know, and it was bad. Coaching got bad. Like, it just wasn't ready. And you cut back to seven teams and it got good again. And now it's starting to build. And yeah. Like, so you see that on so many different levels, you know. Yeah. And then, you know, the work ethic. People see the end result like you talked about. They don't see the hours and hours and hours and years put into it before that. It's just, and then when they ask, here's the process, and they're like, no, it's too much. Oh, I, I remember just people, like you, Brad was saying, like, oh, I want to sell trailers. They're like, okay, cool. Um, or people would come to me, and I had a really good experience with a couple people that just put took me under their wing and gave me a lot of advice. And so when people came to me, I paid it forward. I gave I gave anyone that was willing to listen the same advice because I felt like now looking back on it, who knows how many people that guy gave advice to. Mm-hmm. And I remember the advice he said to me. He says, you need a niche. Do a niche. And, you know, he kind of showed me the reins with auctions and different things. And so I just kind of like did the same thing. And I would say like, Probably 99% of those people don't pan out. Mm-hmm. They just want quick money. They want it to be easy. And when it gets tough, they quit just right away. It's over. Yeah. And that's been, you know, as you as you do things in life outside of our business, like say it's have my house painted or have Brock's Brock's built several cars, and I've been there through the ups and downs of that. And seeing how much people don't do those simple things like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to call you on Friday, and, and I'm going to tell you this. And then, like, Friday comes, and, like, you never hear from them. Until next and Thursday. like, hey, I'm going to come paint your house on Monday, and then, like, Nobody's here. Like, and just the, or just the lack of, like, simple communication or, like, simple things. Yeah. Really easy little things that they just don't do. Mm -hmm. And and we talk about this all the time. Like, I used to get so frustrated with stuff like, like, what? Mm -hmm. And I, now I look at it and I'm like, Thank you. Like you're legitimately running a fairly successful business and you're horrible. Like (laughs) (laughs) like you didn't like you didn't even call me back. Like you didn't even tell me you weren't gonna be here. Like that's like the basis of like that's I think where I've been successful in just doing 
Like, so guys will come and be like, we have sales guys now or whatever. And I'll be like, oh, how do you sell so many trailers? You know, like, how did you? Like, oh, you're great. Like, and my first response, I'm a horrible salesman. Like, 100%, I'm horrible. I'm not a salesman. Like, mm-hmm. the only thing that, the reason that I sold trailers or the reason I sell trailers is like, if you come in today and I'm like, hey, Cody, like, I'm going to call you tonight with whatever and you know whatever question you had i don't know the like if you ask me and i don't know i just tell you i don't know mm-hmm. like i'm gonna find out for you and i'm gonna call you tonight and tell you like whether i found that answer out or not i promise you i'm calling you mm-hmm. i'm gonna say cody listen like i called a whole bunch of people and i still don't have the answer for you but give me until tomorrow you know like whatever mm-hmm. it is i'm gonna find out and i'm gonna call you back like i'm gonna let you know you're like okay cool thanks like yeah. that ain't a big deal but like I don't. Yeah, I don't but, feel blown off now. Or right. well, yeah, just, I mean, just I just did what I saw I'm gonna right. do, right? Like whatever to the smallest degree, and yeah. and that's just has made such a big difference. You know, like that's so much easier. Like I'm not necessarily mad that you didn't show up. Like I does it matter? Like my house got painted today or next Friday. Does it? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Right. Like it's just the fact that like, hey, my wife sat here all day long waiting for you. Like. Mm-hmm. you know like you could have just called and been like hey man i can't make it today cool <laughs> she hey, can leave. go on with your day <laughs> you can like leave. you know what i mean like right. yeah and done like not a big deal like yeah and so like we talk about that i'm like thank goodness like i don't know if we just look at it, like appreciating it like that's oh, great like because it's so much easier to get ahead when people aren't doing the basic stuff yeah. you know I didn't, I have noticed you guys do that, like, your phone rings, you answer it, or, I mean, we were at the TAC, and you answered yours about business the whole time, and, like, yours rings as much as mine, <laughs> about and every time, you know, it's it's an answer, or a callback, or whatever, it's, it's yeah, not a wonder that it's, it's a successful business to me, you know. And to me, that's, like, the easiest thing you can do, like, it's yeah. not a talent, it's not, like, you don't have to be talented to be on time. Do what you, you say you're going to do. Like, no. all the things that we do, like, you don't have to be talented at it. Mm-mm. You just got to do it. Right. And you get great results. And, and it's little things, right? Little things make huge differences. Yeah. You know? so, yep. yep. It's usually not, like, a huge shift. It's just a little adjustment and creates a huge result. Yep. So... You guys got anything exciting coming up at work? Nothing? Nothing we need to hear about? Just more greatness? I know what you do haven't coming up. You know what I really enjoy doing with Brad? Like, one of my favorite things, I think, is just designing. We together have designed trailers and trucks, and I really, like, I've always gone to him for advice on, like, when I was building some of my old custom, old classics, and um, I feel like the stuff that we do together really turns out really good. Like I don't know if we've ever had a bad project together. I know the couple in your garage have. Those are sweet. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, I know that you always ask my opinion on wheels and stuff, and like yeah. painting, and I do the same with you, and we've wrapped yeah. trailers together, and. Done builds on trailers and 
you know, we've done a lot of this last year. It's been it's been super cool and different little little things and details and like the shark truck has been just a the truck that Brock drives has been it's just anywhere you take that thing, it's just like people are taking pictures of it. Like it's just it's, it's just the wrong cool. person driving it. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> driving it's gonna pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> the uh it's not gonna call and get him in trouble. I yeah. remember I showed the wife the shark truck and she said that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and I said and I was like, Well, I'm thinking about doing this. She's like, Don't you dare do that. I was like, Okay. Check. Check. And Done. then I drove home the next day with it. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> well, Actually, I already had it. It's just done. So over the top. <laughs> it's already like, done. Sorry. You know, some of the stuff is just over the top and just weird. And you're like, that somehow worked. The best is like when Taryn's been in it and she had like people are like, hey, do you mind if I take a picture of it? And like, see, told you. See, people like it. in my car. Yeah. <coughs> well, good. I'm excited about the next one you guys are going to do. Yeah. Could be your cool trailer. That's out. what I'm talking about. My trailer. Oh sweet! Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm excited. My wife's like, "Are you gonna get this done or what?" Because ah. we need to go places. I'm like, oh, yeah. "Yeah, let's go do it. Let's do it up. We gotta go pick one out now." Sweet. I'm I'm excited yeah. about that too. They'll give us another project. Yeah, you gonna do like a full build or? Well, we'll you know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. All right. He might want to wrap it. I don't know. I think we're gonna definitely have to wrap it. Oh sweet. Yeah, those are fun. Stereo. Oh yeah, he's he. Well, here's the deal. So, yeah, we're gonna use it for hunting, camping stuff, but we're gonna use it for the youth program. Uh, I'm gonna take it to tournaments. I'm gonna have kids hang out in between games and cool wrap it with our logo and like they can do some raffles and barbecues and like you know cool stuff. So the kids feel like different teams will all feel like they're kind of part of one group. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so I really, I mean, because like, our kind of flagship team will be our 14U team that I've had for five years now that number one team ranked in the country, you know, at times, and yeah. pretty good club. So everybody wants to feel kind of like that group, and for me and the other coaches, we feel like all the teams are the same, but sure. I don't know that they feel the same way, so I really want them to kind of feel like, I mean, they all mean the same to me. They're all, you know, they all mean the program it's how the program runs program builds it's like i'm invested in every one of them yeah um kids i mean and like i want them to all feel that way so we need to give them something that kind of makes yeah. everybody feel oh, that's cool. equal and included you know so yeah i'm looking forward to it though yeah sounds park, awesome parking in the parking lot at a tournament and let everybody kind of come hang out and yeah. all the other teams look and go yeah maybe we should be over there yeah you're not you're not you're over there. Go Grover. get your McDonald's and then come back and eat the steaks and burgers we're cooking yeah. on the tray. We're girl on the back. Over here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it should be a good time. Like I'm, I'm looking forward to it. All right. I'm My good. wife keeps getting on me about it too. So she wants to get out there. So that means it's getting done. Oh, it's yeah. getting done. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a matter of time. She's actually the one that brought it up. She wants. She gets. She's like, we need a trick because I don't mind camping in a tent. Yeah. Yeah. The she girls does. the girls want a trailer. I oh, yeah. don't get me wrong. <laughs> I like the trailer a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I said I don't mind the tent. Yeah, our trailer is up in Idaho at the Idaho mm-hmm. lot, so I don't have it. And we're going to camping this weekend. And so 
this morning. I well, I drove the motorhome home yesterday. Mm-hmm. So this morning, Bridget gave me a ride to work, and as we're leaving, I'm like, "Check it out! Are you excited? Well, this is gonna be awesome." She's like, it's "So small." What is like, <laughs> oh, the big ones? Like, oh, there we go. Oh there boy, we I forgot so you used. grew up behind gates. Yeah. <laughs> hey, she's going camping. Yeah, it'll be fun. Can't see. Oh, it's yeah. gonna be awesome. It's gonna be great. Well, I'm excited that Brad came on today because. I know I mentioned it a couple times, and he's like, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was like, no, you're going to enjoy it, man. It's going to be fun. No, it's super cool. I, super awesome. Yeah. No, it's super inspiring. Super cool hearing you guys, you know, getting to know you better. And super cool. Yeah, I'm, uh, I am I was, I'm kind of very impressed by the whole, the whole story. Like, I didn't, you know, where you are now versus... Yeah, thanks, man. About Fifteen years. So, yeah, <laughs> short time. But in, yeah, it's you know, been about reality, thirty. So. It'll be thirteen years in September, I think. So it's yeah, been so it's pretty impressive, man. I uh, a lot of respect for it. Yeah, definitely. Appreciate it. Well, appreciate you guys. Thanks for coming. See you next week. All right, later. Thanks for listening. Peace. Hey.